Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I am your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, flat to spotlight you, your Vlad, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Vlad, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Vlad Arakchev. Say it for me, Vlad. Arakchev. Vlad Arakchev is an active investor, co-sponsor, and JV partner in 500-plus multifamily units and land development amounting to a multi-million dollar portfolio. Vlad is in charge of Zontic Ventures and Asset Management. He is a member of the National Real Estate Investor Network. Vlad, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited. I'm glad you signed up and I'm happy to have you here. So Vlad, and uh, we, I read your bio. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and like your own words and how you got to where you got to in terms of real estate investing today? Oh, sure. Yeah. I um, Everything started uh, during COVID when I got okay. furloughed from my W-2. I was a designer and uh, got furloughed, didn't know when the next paycheck was coming from and decided to switch careers, switch, just do 180 degree and uh, became a real estate agent. And uh, um, I wanted to know and be in control of my own future and control of my own money and my life, honestly. So uh, I, it's, it's been a huge change. Uh, got my real estate license here in New Jersey. I am a real estate agent, just a residential oh, agent. And that's how right I next door to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I started my career. And then slowly I started going to a lot of networking events here in New Jersey also and uh, learned about flipping, wholesaling and the whole other world of real estate. Um, that took me uh, to another uh, level after I've done that for, I would say, six to eight months. It's been a really quick transition. Uh, I wanted to get into passive income. I wanted to get something where I'm going to get some income coming in. So I got a rental here in New Jersey also by Philly. And it was going great. And this why I say was because I sold it a few months ago. Um, it was netting me $1,000 a month. So it was really good. But I really... Uh, this experience made me realize I don't want to chase, you know, raccoons off the roof and, uh, you know, have to deal with leaky toilets and things like that. It's just not me. Um, that's why my journey took me pretty quickly, I should say, to a large multifamily. Um, I went to a big multifamily conference in Houston. Uh, my eyes got just completely opened and my mind blown by everything that I've seen there. Um, how many uh, operators are there and what are they buying? And they have thousands of doors and I wanted to do the same. So came back to Jersey and immediately I needed education because multifamily space, it's completely different animal when it comes to uh, investing. Um, got into multifamily um, mastermind. You can call it mastermind or community. I joined Jake and Gino and uh got educated, took six months, connected with people in Texas, Kansas, Carolinas. That's where I buy. And uh, it just 
that's where I am now. So this this has been a really quick transition from single family space, uh, being a realtor into multifamily. Even though I'm still am a realtor, mm-hmm. but my ultimate goal is just to be a full time syndicator. Um, I mean, one doesn't you know affect the other, but uh, you know that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Thanks. I was I was going to ask, like, how do they help each other? Like your license, does that contribute? Is it like, does it matter? You're going to let it expire? Like, how does your license contribute to? It doesn't matter whatsoever. Uh, okay. When when you have flips, for example, like uh, local, then you, you I, that's why I got my real estate license. Okay. So I can have the access to the MLS. So I can look for the property. So I can look for deals and maybe buy them for myself or bring in buyers or sell things so to generate extra income when it comes to larger multifamily space and since i'm buying out of state my new jersey real estate license have nothing to do with uh be me and me being uh, a multifamily investor because we buying under different companies it's a different llc formed in a different state so um most people know that i am a realtor but it really doesn't matter. All right. So one one thing I've realized, like I work with people, right? They're like, oh, I want to be multifamily. And uh, I actually started there and I was like, oh, this is like different. It's not the same. And I went back the other way. So one of the things that I'm impressed with you about is you mentioned your markets. Like sometimes people don't have markets and you pick, you, you listed three very specific markets. And I'd like to hear your perspective on why you picked those markets. So, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I have Texas. Carolinas, Kansas as three markets. Yeah. um, And I'll be even more specific. In Texas, I'm looking Dallas, Houston. I'll consider San Antonio, but Dallas, Houston. In Kansas, I'll look only in Kansas City. I know it's Missouri or Kansas, but I'm just going to say Kansas City um, or surrounding areas. We can go a little wider than the Kansas City market itself. When it comes to the Carolinas, I'm pretty open. Uh, right now, I have properties in Boone and Columbia, and I'm looking for more. Uh, the, the, there's a lot of good opportunity when it comes to uh, the Carolina market. So I'm being very focused, hyper-focused on those markets. Uh, number one, they're very landlord-friendly. They're red states. I don't tend, I tend to go Sun Belt, really nice area. Um, as you know, Texas has a lot of growth you have a lot of businesses coming in you have tesla you have chip manufacturing um a lot of people are moving there huge growth when it comes to uh population growth if you look at for example uh data from u-haul even you see where things are going like arizona texas kansas city now i'm gonna touch on kansas city a little bit just if you look at the market before you do that you mentioned like red state, right? So we got blue states and red states. Yeah. Tell me why, like, first tell me what a red state is, right? For yeah. anybody that didn't know. And then tell me like a little bit more detail on why the red states versus sure. the blue states. Yeah, yeah, great question. When it com- when it comes to that, uh, red states are more Republican, blue states are more Democratic leaning. So when it comes to that, typically um, uh, red states are more landlord friendly. And what I mean by this, just to give you an example, to evict a person for not paying in New Jersey, it might take you six months, maybe eight months. In Texas, it's it's a much quicker process. Um, in addition, uh, 
all the rent control, like you hear in New York, California, there's so much rent control. There's um, if 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 you're looking to like, for example, if if a tenant is not paying, they have so much. They they just can squat in your place and there's nothing you can do about it i, I was just speaking with a friend it took a a year and four months to evict somebody wow. and they, they weren't paying and uh how's that fair i don't know because my friend she was paying the mortgage she was paying electricity water and everything so uh, basically the property that she got for herself that's supposed to cash flow she was actually working double shift at her W-2 to cover some of the payments because Sheesh. the tenant was not paying. So that's why I had a house here in Jersey. Thank God the tenants were paying um, and I sold it. I just didn't want to do this uh, uh, anymore. So when it comes to more, I would say, Sunbelt area, it's more uh, landlord friendly and there's a lot of movement there. As you know, um, people are moving to Florida. Florida is very hot. Tampa, Orlando, Miami, Sarasota, Jacksonville. It's just red hot. Forget about weather. It's just people are flocking to those markets. Yeah, so, I, just, I just learned the other day that they have the most real estate agents out of all of the states. And it's not a little bit either. They do absolutely. It's uh, that, and if you if you look at the market itself, I know there's a lot of uh, they building a lot of new uh, pro new housing there. I mean, the housing shortage is even though the rates are up, but there's housing shortage. That's why the prices are so high. See, the prices didn't come down yet. I mean, a little bit, but not as much. So right now, even though the insurance is very high in let's say Florida. Um, and the rates are up, but still the market's red hot. So I prefer those type of types of areas. Uh, in my opinion, they are more landlord friendly. There's a lot more uh, growth there. And also a lot of jobs are going there because of the tax situation as well. So it's it's tax friendlier states. Okay, got it, got it. Um, now tell us like more about the markets. You were telling us California, why you like that? I'm, I'm sorry, Carolinas. And then tell us about Kansas and Kansas City. Yeah, Carolinas. You know what? If you compare, like, uh, just to give you an example, insurance in Texas right now in Houston, we're underwriting at fifteen hundred a door, which is absolutely crazy. Just a few years ago, whatever, uh, maybe a year and a half, it was eight hundred. So the insurance because of the tornadoes and hurricanes in Florida, it literally doubled. So when you look at the Carolina market, it, it's, it's like I said, the insurance is still nice. Uh, you have a lot of possibilities there because right now you have huge colleges. So we have uh, uh, a property in Columbia. So that's going to be uh, student housing. Then we have some built to rent in Boone. So there's a lot of options when it comes to uh, the Carolinas. I, I really like that market, south or north. It, it, for me, it, I, it doesn't really matter. I prefer south, but it, it just doesn't matter. If, the, if it works, it works. Um, I have friends that are buying literally everywhere. Georgia is, is a great market. Uh, Arkansas is nice as well. So, but I don't want to spread myself too thin. If you, if in my opinion, um, if you're all over the place, I'm I'm not being hyper focused on the market, right? I want to know everything about that market. I want people to know me that I'm there, 
So I, I, I want like this, if a broker or somebody hears, oh, there's a property in Kansas City, I want them to think of me because I will be their buyer. If the property makes sense, if the numbers work, I'll buy in any market. Just to give you an example, we, we purchased a property a month and a half ago in Dallas, closed. It's 7% cash on cash, uh, paying out distributions first month. So um, we're very happy on the property. You just got to look a little more. Got to get a little more creative when it comes to purchasing these days. Okay. You mentioned you mentioned cash on cash, 7% cash on cash. What does that mean? So, uh, if, and is that good? Is it bad? Is it in the middle? What is in, in, my, in my opinion, in today's market, it's good uh, because if you have passive investors and active investors, so we raise capital for our syndication. So syndication is basically a group of people coming together and buying a property. In that case, the property was $15 million and uh, we don't have $15 million. So we take 60% loan from a bank. In, in our case, it was Freddie for 60%. So we have to raise the rest. So we raise $9 million, right? For closing costs and things like that. So where are we raising it from? Private investors, people, for example, uh, attorneys, lawyers, doctors, people that have money, that that have capital sitting in the checking account or savings account or 401k, they can invest with us together. They can be, they are completely passive. They do their thing. They, they work, they do whatever. They get monthly distributions. In addition, they have tax savings. At the end of the year, they get this form and whatever gains or distributions they make, the depreciation will cover that. So they'll pay no taxes on those gains. So, but what I mean by 7% cash on cash, just for the ease of numbers, if you invest $100,000, you're looking at maybe $8,000 a year in distributions. And at the end of five years, when we sell, you will double your money. We're targeting to double your money. And uh, by that, I mean 2x multiple. So if you invested $100,000 at the end of uh, five years, $200,000. So if you look at overall return, it's twenty, approximately 20%. So in my opinion, those are high returns for those markets. Like I said, Dallas, arguably one of the safest and best markets out there one of them i'm sure the better and people can say different markets are better it's just my opinion but very good market and uh, uh, these are the returns that we are targeting and actually on the previous uh two exits the team got even higher returns so got it makes a lot of sense uh, how, what's your criteria for studying a market? Like these numbers, like this makes sense. Like tell us your criteria, like walk us through one market as an example, maybe. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that we look for is we always look for value add opportunities. So what I mean by that is, um, we're looking at areas first of all, and, uh, we like, uh, B type B class or C maybe, B, C areas, uh, not lower than that. It's just, in my opinion, it's too much risk right now. When you, when you letter, when you label the areas like B, A, C, what is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, that? So, so B is blue, uh, uh, blue collar work, 
type areas, maybe better school C is a little bit, I would say, um, I don't know where you have, where you have uh, less of an income, people with less income, you have different uh, type of uh, people live there. So, so it, it, you have, you have blue collar, then you have maybe uh, families, then you have, it's, it's a mix, mix. Um, it's, I, I would say it's kind of a it's kind of a mix when it comes to uh, demographics. Um, so we, that's what we target, and then we look at um, uh, something to add value to it, so we can hike up the rents. So that's the idea. So we buy garden style apartment complexes, and we increase the value. Right then, we increase the rents. And that's gonna, but and that that's how we increase the value. So what we do is, um, we for example in a in a previous one we paint the outside. We make beautiful. We we make it beautiful and outside. We do uh, dog parks. We do security systems to make it safe and nice. Um, then in addition to that, all the interior uh, additions, like for example washer and dryer hookups brand new electrical if the apartments need for example kitchens we redo those or redo countertops uh fixtures appliances things like that to really bring up the value in the property and that way um it, you can you can increase the rents to market rents if the rents are below market and at the same time people that live there they're happier because if you think about it they're paying less but let's say they have leaky toilets, they have, you know, infestations everywhere and things like that. So even though they're paying, but they really living in poor conditions, we are increase, we increasing the value. So we bring up the con everything up. Uh, we make everything beautiful or as beautiful as possible. And then in addition to that, we hike up the rents a little bit. So the tenants are more than happy to pay a little bit more to be safer, not to have infestations, not to have leaky toilets and things like that. So that's our value add-on plans on most of the properties that we do. Got it. Tell us how you like find, like how do you market and find the deals that you're adding value to? Sure. Yeah. There's several ways that I do. Uh, one of the ways is direct to seller. So you can literally call sellers um, and say, hey, listen, would you happen to know anyone that might be selling, a, you know, multifamily properties? Because I'm a buyer. I would like to buy some more. Uh, that's one of the strategies that you can do. Go direct to seller. You can send them a piece of mail or a text message, whatever your strategy is. Or literally, you can go door knocking. You can drive up to the uh, property and knock on their door and just speak with the uh, uh, with the owner uh, if they are there. In addition, of course, there's broker relationships. Uh, you speak with brokers in the area, and if they know something or something's coming up to market, hey, they're gonna they're gonna give you a listing. They're gonna give you a a, a potential to buy a deal. That's that's another way. Um, in addition, you kind of hear things. If you're in the market, that's why I like to be hyper-focused on my on one market or several and not spread myself too thin. I know what's happening in the market. Like, for example, oh, this property, there's a possibility that the seller might be selling. Oh, uh, so this property, let's say it's not managed correctly. 
So let's give them an offer. You never know, right? So if the property is not managed, that means they just maybe running too thin or just don't care for it anymore. So let's give them an offer. You never know. They might be able to sell. So things like that. There's different strategies when it comes to um, uh, looking for properties. But these are the most common ones that we uh, utilize. Got it. Tell us about your favorite deal. Uh, my favorite deal. Well, the one that I found, I literally found it going direct to seller. It was in Kansas City. I consider that my baby because I kind of took it from beginning to end. And uh, it's been a quite quite a roller coaster uh, when it comes to that deal. Um, I have great partners, uh, boots on the ground in Kansas City. Uh, one one of those people is actually my coach from Jake and Gino. It's just a, a very cool coincidence. And he's not only teaching me um, asset management and we're running this together in addition to the other team members, but he literally went to meet the seller and uh, they built such great rapport that he signed the contract right away and literally the first meeting because the seller was so happy to sell to a person that was local in the community. So this deal I found by calling a seller and uh, he didn't believe me at first. He said, wait, by the way, you're calling you in Jersey. Why are you calling me? Nah, you're fake. And <laughs> funny story. And then he blocked me. He blocked me. So I got another number. And I call them back and they go, hey, listen, I'm, I'm a real buyer. What do I need to do to prove to you that I'm a real buyer? And he goes, well, well I'm going to be at this cafe in Kansas City. Meet me tomorrow. I'm like, you know what? I won't be there, but my partner will be there. Is that okay? His name is Joe. And uh, he goes, fine. I know he didn't believe me. And then Joe comes in speaks to them two hours later joe calls me and he said we got a deal we're buying it so it's been completely crazy the way i found it and the way we are uh we acquired it and now it's 100 percent occupied um we're hiking up the rents going without performa nobody moved out because the rents are significantly below market rents uh i consider that like my baby because i found it so yeah Nice. How how did you come across like how did you source the deal like the seller like did you like go there did you get a list did you look online like how did you find it Yeah yeah I didn't go there no I found a list so I got a list of properties and you skip trace the list or there's another way uh, there's CoStar so CoStar has lists uh, with phone numbers of LLCs owners property managers and things like that so there's either either or uh, you find the list, you skip trace it, you get the phone numbers, you can text or call, and you just have a conversation with them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's easy, but at the same time, it's not, because a lot of, uh, don't forget, you're not speaking with just, you know, owners of a house. You're speaking with business people, so they're busy. You have to speak their language. That's why it's very important to get educated. So when they ask you a question, you better know the answer. So if you're floating around and you don't know the answer, they will not take you seriously. They'll most likely hang up on you or um, they, 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 won't even, they won't even consider doing business with you. 
you mentioned get educated. So, uh, of course, we can go to YouTube, we can go to Google, like we can buy all these books, but take us through your process of getting educated. What did you do, even if it was YouTube or Google? Like, take us through how you got educated. So, like, if somebody's listening to this, they could say, okay, I want to do it like Vlad did it. Yeah, one of the best things to get educated, I mean, there's the freeway and you, you can pay for it. So, the freeway, almost free. You can get books, of course. You can go to uh, YouTube videos, podcasts, anything like that. You can read online. You can go to a lot of Zoom events. Uh, they have them on meetup.com. You just register for, like, let's say, in my case, multifamily Zoom events. I used to go to those all the time. You you get education for sure, yes. But it'll, ta- it'll take you twice as long, literally twice as long. In my opinion, if you want to accelerate your growth, education or mentorship is crucial. Um, uh, the example that I give all the time is like this. So if you want to learn how to ski, right, you can go up the mountain 10 times, fall 10 times for two days, however long it takes, and you'll eventually learn how to ski. Or pay $200, get a two-hour class with an instructor, and I'll guarantee by the third run, you'll already know how to ski. So you get what you pay for. I understand that a lot of those mentorships are expensive. And I interviewed about seven of them, of the, I would say, the major ones that are out there, multifamily mentors. And uh, I joined, like I said, Jake and Gino. And then after that, I joined MIH uh, Mastermind as well. Um, And why I did it? Because our values aligned more. I like their message. I like their family type of uh, structure. Uh, The education part was just huge when it comes to that. And in addition, uh, like like I'm in Jersey, how can I buy in Texas, right? So I immediately found people in Jake and Gino community that buy in Texas. I immediately sent them a message and I said, hey guys, listen, I'm looking to buy in Texas. Can we just jump on a call and uh, discuss? And they're like, you know what? We have a group together that we underwrite the deals. We look uh, at deals together. We kind of go from beginning to end. How about you join our group? So this is also the networking part. Typically, if you're not in that circle, it's more difficult to get in, to get in. Right. But once you're in a circle, you're in a community, they'll kind of accept they'll accept you. And uh, it's easier to get into different markets or find people that are in different markets. So in my opinion, education is is huge. So, yeah, I would say if you want accelerated growth, pay for it. It's worth it. Gotcha. Absolutely. Preach that all of the time here. We believe in paid advertising, paid marketing, paid mentorship, paid coaching, because it really helps. And uh, it's an investment. It's never an expense. It's, it's an investment in yourself. So you invest you in yourself. You yep. invest in yourself. So it elevates you as a professional. You're not here anymore. You you are more valuable to other people as well. So you invest in yourself. Absolutely. Um, all right. Tell us, like, so tell us three books you would recommend to the audience and why you would recommend those books. Sure. Yeah. One of the big things right now, of course, I'm, I'm not going to mention the typical stuff that a lot of people probably look for. But um, what I'm focusing on right now is literally focusing, 
right? A lot of people are not being focused. They're just being busy for the sake of being busy. So I'm focusing on going on 20%. So one of the books that I really like is Who Not How. Instead of figuring out how to do things, find your who, find the person that's, that knows better. I'll give you an example. I was working on automations. That took up a lot of time to send out my newsletter, right? So I instead of doing that, I found my who. A guy is a professional. He can do it for half the time. It'll look twice as good. So that's my who. He's doing my automations now, and he knocked it out in like two days. It, 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 it took me forever, and I wasn't even close to done. So who not how? Great book. Another book just came out, literally just came out, called 10x is easier than 2x. It kind of follows on the same strategy where you should be concentrating and going deep on 20%. Be great at one thing that you do. So if you, let's say, really good at raising capital, stick to that. If you're awesome at asset management, stick to that too. I'll give you an example. One of my partners, he didn't, he didn't find a single deal. Not a single one, but he's an amazing attorney and he's great when it comes to banking. He's awesome and he's in 22 deals. He, didn't, he doesn't have to. He's not a deal finder, right? So he's great at that and that's where his value is. So, so find that 20% that you're really good at and just go deep on that. And in addition, one last book, The One Thing. Right, the one thing goes with the same with the same thing with where you have to concentrate and uh, really focus. Don't spread yourself too thin. Just consider this: you're a business person. If you're a business person, then be like a business person. Right? I uh, once I heard this thing. Somebody said, "Hey, you never see Jeff Bezos driving an Amazon truck, right? He because he's a business person, right? He has people that drive an Amazon truck. So the same thing." So f concentrate on what you're really, really good at and just kind of focus on that. Thank you. Uh, so this is real estate. We have what's called the closing table. That means it's time to like wrap it up. So I call this section a closing table. Um, well, these are the bonus questions, the bonus questions first and then the closing table. So bonus question, how can someone add immediate value to you or your business? Um, and let me give you context. The context is like sometimes people want to pick your brain for free, right? But yeah. that's like, yeah, you don't do that, right? You, have, you find a way to add value to a person and then you find out if you can get something from them. So that's why I have those questions in there in case somebody's watching and they're like, hey, I want to reach out to Vlad. How can I add value to him? No, you can definitely reach out to me. Listen, everybody started from the very beginning and they have questions just like this. I'm more than happy to jump on the phone in addition to educate people on the possibilities and to really open their minds because my mindset was completely different and it took me a long time to shift my mind and really focus. So I'm here to help and encourage people to give it a chance. Hey, listen, if you don't want to be active investor, perfectly okay. You don't have to be. At least try being a passive investor. And at the same time, you're going to see the benefits, the compounding of your capital things that you can do people don't know that you can invest with self-directed ira or 401k really and then instead of what is it five percent uh, you know each year you're gonna get, i mean I, I don't know what 401k gives you nowadays I, whatever the strategy is technically but yeah 
Um, ask me questions. I'm really here to help. So how can you add value? Um, if you hear of anybody selling, I'm here to buy. If you if you have a great connection or you think I would like that to meet that person, yeah, absolutely. Uh, make an introduction. That's one of the best things to introduce somebody to somebody else. Like for, I'll give you an example. You can say, hey, listen, I can't invest right now. I just can't. I'm sorry. But I know people that know that, that are looking for investments. There you go. That's value. You're, you're very valuable to me now because you can introduce me to a person that might invest in my deal. So that's one of the things you can do. Perfect. Uh, what is one What is one question you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered? Uh, you know what? One of the questions is uh, somebody says, what would you what would you say to your 20-year-old self? And uh, uh, I, one thing I would say is this. Learn negotiation and sales because negotiation and sales is everything. You're selling yourself each and every day to everyone five times a day without even you knowing and nobody is really teaching you negotiation on sales the proper way to ask a question and really listen it's one of the most difficult things you can do um you selling yourself to your kids to your wife to anyone to your boss to your co-worker you're selling all the time and i don't mean selling by physically selling something like this pen or something like that no by selling yourself as a professional, or if you want to take an additional task or how to negotiate a salary, anything that you can think of, it's all sales and negotiation. So I would tell my 20 year old self, study sales and negotiation, and you'll be much better off because you really don't, you, and, and you really don't see it anywhere. Really, there's no courses uh, that are being offered in college. Not that I, I, I don't know, 20 years ago, I didn't see any anyway. So yes, yeah, study those. And, um, you know, I think you'll be much better off when, if you know. Thanks. Um, how can listeners find out more about you online? Oh, yeah, I'm all over the place. I'm on social media, Vlad Arakchev. I have a very unique first name and last name, Vlad Arakchev. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. Um, I'm TikToking. I am TikToking, yes, not as much, but on first three I am. In addition, I'm gonna do a YouTube video, something, uh, something light, something exciting, something educational, and of course, check out my website, zanticventures.com. You can uh, see, you can sign up uh, for my newsletter. Uh, my newsletter is not very complicated at all. I like to keep it light positive. I know there's a lot of information going on in the media everywhere. There's a lot of negativity. That's not me. I want to keep it positive and light. Like I have two pictures, very small, literally two sentences. And on the bottom, I have a media section of things that I've read that are fun, exciting, maybe something that might interest you. Even the subject line on my, uh, on my newsletter says, look at this awesome newsletter. Because it should be fun, right? We're all busy. Yes. We're all like concentrating on work and this and that and family. And we're all over the place. So I want this to be light and enjoyable and entertaining. So reach out to me. I'm here. Thanks. Um, so to close us out, I'd like our guests to give us one word, right? 
no sentence, no explanation. What is one word you would close us out with? Uh, commitment. Commitment. Tell me why commitment. You know what? If you think of going into something, commit to it. Don't just try it and then be like, you know what? Let me try it and then see if it's going to work. No. You either do or don't do. There is no halfway here. You, If you want to commit to doing real estate, just commit. Or if you want to commit to doing anything, just go 100% at it. Really go. Like Even if you want to wash dishes, be the best dishwasher out there. Like Just go give your whole 100%. So commit and be the best at what you do. And then you're going to be better off. It, it's a lot of pride. Take pride in anything that you do. It can be anything. So um, I would say commitment. Thank you, Vlad. I appreciate you so much. I'm going to close it down. I want you to sit around for five minutes so we can, you know, talk in the green room. But thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you.